Okay, welcome to episode 32 of the AMT podcast. I hope you're crushing it as usual. I know it's been a few weeks since the last episode again, but there's just so much on now with uh, Royal Ascot, the Ashes, uh, the Majors in the Gulf. So things are in full flow right now. I may have to hire a VR or an editor just to help with publishing these episodes just because I've got so much on now with my schedule. But, uh, you know, I'll do my best. I'm not going to make any promises as to how regular I'm going to upload these. Anyway, let's take a brief look at the last few weeks uh, of my results. So I started the month strong. I secured around £900 off the test final between India and Australia, which accounted for a bulk of that week's profits. Um, And then I followed that week up with another £1,100 week. Again, thanks to some test cricket action between Bangladesh and Afghanistan. I actually should have made double that. Uh, There was a lot of rain forecast for that match, which turned out to be totally wrong. So I ended up hedging my back bet on Bangladesh way too early. So a bit peeved about that, but more than made up for it last week, where I pulled in around 2.5k. Made around 1,200, 1,300, 1,300 off that cracking opening game to the Ashes. um, And couldn't quite match my success on the cricket uh, on Royal Ascot which traded really hard this year. In fact, I spoke with a few other traders who also struggled with the liquidity, which has seemingly dried up. Um, Some predict as much as 30%, which is massive. And I have no doubt that that can be attributed to these new affordability checks. Uh, The markets are subsequently just so much thinner and trading far more erratically than what we're used to seeing on big meetings, which are really tailor-made for scalping. And if things continue to trend this way, then pre-race trading, uh, at least on UK racing, could just become obsolete. So it's definitely getting harder and harder. And it's just, it's something to be mindful of going forward. Other than that, there's a lot more to be grateful for. I have been trading well. This is the busiest period um, during the summer with the test cricket, the race in the golf, like I said. So I'm just trying to ride out this momentum throughout summer and of course i'll be keeping you guys updated uh via twitter and youtube anyway with that out of the way today i want to talk about something again which veers slightly off trading and it kind of follows up from the last episode today i want to talk about the impact that your environment has on your chances of succeeding in any endeavor now i've got to admit this video is a little bit awkward to make because i'm going to reference people that i know for better or for worse. When I started this podcast, I did so without telling anyone. I figured it would be a lot easier to open up to strangers on the internet about what I do and you know, I'd be less inclined to be judged. I think I probably told no more than a couple people, but somehow, some way, one person tells another. And with time, friends, family, and even people at my golf club have found out <laughs> about my podcast. A couple of weeks ago at the club, some older fellow who I haven't even met came up to me while I was in the middle of a round. He was playing the group behind me and said to me, he watched my episode on AI. So (laughs) I thought that was kind of crazy, but cool at the same time. But without going off tangent, this video isn't a personal attack on anyone per se. They're just observations that I've made. So I'm going to refrain from using names anyway, just to throw anyone off who and what I'm talking about. So let's get to it. So at the time of making this video, I'm 31 years old. And looking back, I think I can divide my friendship groups into two distinct categories. The first group is what I call your unconscious friends. These are the friends that you didn't choose. You only became friends with these people because of 
proximity. You lived close by or you went to school together, you played sports together. When you're young and growing up, friends are nothing more than people you just want to have fun with. You're not old enough to understand and even appreciate qualities like responsibility, loyalty, honesty. Those things aren't even a consideration when you're young. You just want company. And if you're the cool kid in school, everyone wants to be your friend. Or if you're the outsider or a recluse or a bookworm, you're going to gravitate towards people who have similar personalities and interests that you do. At university, the same thing happens. If you go to all the student nights, you're going to make a lot of clubbing and drinking buddies. If you're a bookworm, you're going to find study buddies. If you play sports or your kids go to the same school, the parents become friends. The common theme amongst these friendships is that there's always some sort of convenience involved. There's a mutual interest. You just so happen to enjoy the same hobby as someone else. So you enjoy their company because they're in the right place at the right time. Now, there's nothing wrong with these kind of friendships. In fact, those are the first kind of friends that you make. But if you want to find out who's truly got your back, then you might want to pay a little bit more attention to the kind of company that you keep. Whether you like it or not, there's going to be difficult situations that you face as an adult. That's just that's just the ebb and flow of life. Whether it's to do with finances, family or health, people always show their true colors when shit hits the fan. It's easy for people to stick around and smile when the sun's out. But when the rain comes, it's always the weakest, most spineless people that run for cover and look out for themselves. And these people are the easiest to spot. They're the first to go missing. And then they'll feign sympathy and ask if you're okay with no real intention of helping. And you'll be surprised how many good people keep this sort of company in fear of being abandoned by the group. What you need to understand about human nature is that we are naturally tribal. We want to belong to a group. We want to be part of something. And this is why people are willing to turn a blind eye, forget and never even address the betrayals or times they've been let down in fear of confrontation or being abandoned by the group. And I do feel sorry for these kind of people because they're the kind of people that lose themselves in relationships and succumb to whatever whims the group direction pulls them in for better or for worse. I've seen it happen so many times. I've seen guys get serially cheated on, but they're too weak to break up with their girlfriend in fear of confrontation or in fear of their girlfriend splitting up with them. I've seen so-called friends snake each other for money. I've seen so-called friends never support their, uh, their friends' business endeavors because of jealousy. I've seen people get beat up while their friends duck for cover. I've seen people get rejected or kicked out of clubs while their friends are still inside partying. I can give countless examples. Even I've been let down in situations. Everyone's been let down before. And I remember just thinking, okay, whoa, that's how it is. Now, a couple things about me. I am super, pet. I'm the king of pettiness. I remember everything and I'll go out my way to get even sometimes. And I'm not saying that's a good thing, but when you couple that with the fact that my nature is that I'm somewhat of a lone wolf, who's comfortable and rather enjoys their own company. It's, it's easy for me to walk away and leave the group and go my own way. I'm very grounded with my principles. And if something doesn't feel right, I'm happy to walk away and not talk to someone again. And when the people who I thought were my friends let me down, that was a learning lesson that I needed for me to have the wisdom that I do now. After college, I probably had around 10 people that I considered friends. At uni, that doubled to around 20. And 90% of these friends were just social butterflies that I had good times with. We'd party together, we'd play golf, we'd study. It wasn't until I had to delegate responsibilities or was put into situations that called upon trust or loyalty where people's colors really uh, began to show through. And that's when I learned what the meaning of real friendships are. That's when I cut off or distanced myself from my old group. Not necessarily because they're bad people, but because we didn't share the same values. After uni, I, I think I was the only one that didn't follow a graduate scheme. So 
while everyone was working in the city, I was at home learning how to trade. Literally every Friday night, they'll be out partying, writing off the weekend, trying to recover while I'll be playing sport or trying to learn uh, how to how to trade the sports markets. And there's only so many times you can say no before they stop calling. Fast forward a few years, I'll be lucky to see these guys a handful of times a year. And when I do, you can feel the distance. They have their inside jokes and their innuendos. They're talking about where to watch the game on Sunday or sharing stories from nights out. I even found out that some of them developed a drug habit. And that was basically the nail in the coffin for me. It was a confirmation I needed for what I already knew, that they hadn't changed one bit. They, they still lived for the thrills, partying, the drinking, the fooling around. Once that wears off, you start chasing bigger and bigger highs. And it's a rabbit hole that goes only one way. And they're not bad people. They're nice guys, but they're passive. They just go with the flow. They all have herd instinct and would do anything to remain part of the pack. Now, I'm quite strong-willed to the point that people may even call me stubborn. And whilst going out and having fun is a very normal and healthy thing to explore at a certain time in your life, there has to be a time when you outgrow it. And I was naive enough to think that everyone grows in the same direction at the same time. But that wasn't the case with my circle. And I used to think to myself, is it wrong or is it bad that I've changed and they haven't? And the truth is, even though we all fooled around at uni, I still had values that I would absolutely never compromise on. There are hills that I would die on, even if it meant disregarding friends. Doing drugs is one of those things. Again, I'm not going to judge as to whether whether or not someone is a good or bad person. I don't want to frame things in that way. Everyone's entitled to do whatever they want in their free time. But I would never trust anyone, let alone entertain that kind of company around my house or my family because that doesn't represent who I am. Like I said already, I'm a lone wolf by nature. I've never felt like I ever had to be a part of the crowd or had to do things and say things or keep face with people just to fit in. So maybe it's been easier for me than most people to just walk away. But if you're in a group where you have to constantly keep saying no you constantly have to fight temptation but you don't share the same values your opinion isn't valued and you aren't respected and there's nobody to aspire to then it's likely you've outgrown that group and as a man you have to be brave enough to cut losses and cut ties with people and if you're not happy or comfortable with your own thoughts and moving through life alone then that's something you need to figure out and get comfortable with because when you establish clear boundaries when you have strong values and a clear idea of what you want from life the filtering process becomes very easy. And this brings me on to the second group of friends that you make in life. And these are your conscious friends. These are the people that you actively seek out. Earlier, I mentioned how I had around 10 friends after high school and that doubled uh, after uni. Uh, well, fast forward a few years. And to this day, I can safely say with certainty that I have five solid friends. Now, these are the people who you share the same values with, the people who inspire you, or the people who aren't on your level yet but they respect you enough to listen to you and learn from you. I've spoken enough already about group influence and peer pressure, but little is said about being the influencer and taking the lead. One of my good friends is a kid who's around seven years younger than me. Now he's starting out his journey on a very risky endeavor. Now he's supremely talented, but most importantly, he's got a great head on his shoulders. Now the principles that I've learned from trading with regards to mental discipline are actually very transferable to his line of work. And I give him that time of day as a friend who's younger and someone who listens and respects me and is keen on improving. As for my other friends, one of my best friends is in fact my old maths tutor. So I've known him as a late teen. He's around eight years older than me, but he inspires me in so many ways with regards to living on your own terms. He rejected a graduate scheme and he's built a successful business for himself doing something that he's passionate about. But more importantly, he's a gem of a person. He's a man of his word. He'll be the first person to check on you, 
and be there for you. He's always there for friends and family when shit hits the fan. He's he's the kind of guy that will give you the shirt off his back. And the cherry on top is that he's supremely intelligent and understanding and we have very similar interests so we can converse about just about anything. He's like an older brother. There's that mutual respect there and he's someone that I can learn a lot from. As for my other two close friends, they're the same age as me and we share very similar values when it comes to family and relationships. They're both very private. They're both in healthy marriages with kids. So they're a little bit ahead of me in life in that regard. So they're people that I look up to and people that I would choose to live my life like with regards to relationship, kids and family. And sometimes I've battled with issues when it comes to compromise and living arrangements and just worrying about seemingly small things which are so far down the line. So, you know, I speak about them because they go through the same things and I learn from them. At the end of the day, it's always down to you to figure things out. But if you can learn from someone else's mistakes and avoid them, then you're going to save yourself a lot of unnecessary wasted energy. As for my last friend, I have in fact actually known him since college and we did have a lot of fun nights out together. But he did in fact turn out to be a genuine friend who I share very similar values with. So, He was that rare friend whose life matured and trended in a very similar direction to mine. It's very rare that people stay lifelong friends. The same reason why it's very rare for people to marry their childhood sweethearts. It happens. It does happen. And it's a beautiful thing when it does. But the reason why it's so rare is because people's lives rarely grow in the same direction. So much happens between school and adulthood. Um, There are just so many factors that shape who we end up becoming. Values were taught at home where we end up moving to, the job we get, the people we keep around, and the choices that we make. And as adults, we become more hardened in our personalities and difficult to mold. So when you consider all those things, I'm quite lucky to have made a friend through that roller coaster period. We have similar outlooks. We both studied financially related degrees. We both rejected a graduate scheme to work for ourselves. He was always a serial entrepreneur starting different businesses, selling phones. He had a car when he was 16, so he was someone that I looked up to and learned from. I always thought, you know, he was the cool kid that I want to be like. He teaches me things and I teach him things as well. And not only is he a great, is he a great guy, but he's someone who's who's got my back always. So that's basically my, my close friendship circle. Each one of those friends stemmed from a different social circle. But if we ever meet together for my birthday or a barbecue, everybody gets along. And that's just testament to the consistency of what I look for when it comes to friendships. And those are the kind of friendships where you don't need to constantly meet up and keep up to date with what's going on in each other's lives. We can go months or even years without talking to each other. And when we do pick it up, it's like it's like we met yesterday. These are the kind of friends who you can meet up with alone and there's never a moment of awkwardness. These are the kind of friends that you never run out of things to talk about. If you have just a couple of these kind of friends, you've done very well. So I'm super lucky in that regard. And it's a mark of maturity when your friendship groups become smaller and more concentrated as you get older. Never trust a man who says he's got 30 friends at this age. It's impossible to build a relationship and get to know that many people intimately. And as you mature and go through experiences, your filtering process should be well established in your adult years. You should know exactly what you want from life. And if you want to improve your chances of getting there, setting up the right environment is essential. And by right environment, I don't mean just keeping your desk tidy, but consciously, deliberately selecting who you choose to surround yourself with. You want to be part of a crowd where the desired behavior is normal. If everyone's getting married and they're happy in their relationships, you're more inclined to find a partner. If everyone's entrepreneurial and hardworking, you're going to learn a thing or two and you're going to be more inclined 
to start your own business that you're passionate about. If everyone's drinking, doing drugs and partying, it's likely you're going to try it once. Or if everyone in your circle are successful traders, then it's likely you're going to learn and refine your edge and make more money. With regards to trading, it's a really lonely profession. And that's why I do go out of my way to build relationships with other traders and learn from them. And I've been very fortunate to have good interactions so far. The internet makes the world a small place, so don't be scared to reach out to people who you want to learn from or who are better than you. Like I've said already, the sooner you decide what you want from life, the easier the filtering process becomes. And you have to be willing to walk away from relationships that no longer serve you. You have to be honest about who you are, otherwise you're just going to lose yourself to the crowd. And this doesn't mean you have to be a lone wolf, but when you are prepared to walk through life alone, and you're comfortable with your own thoughts and company, you operate from a position of power where you don't have to compromise anything just to make friends. And that's a good foundation for building relationships. It's so common how many nice, talented people never live up to their potential and fall by the wayside because they couldn't step away from people holding them back. Sometimes they're too stupid to realize it, but more often than not, it's because they weren't brave enough to do anything. You can't afford to live life passively, and the longer you leave things, the harder it becomes to change. You need to nip things in the bud and let people know what your uncompromisables are. And this doesn't mean it has to be done in a standoffish kind of way. You just have to be honest and clear about what your values are as an individual. And when you do that, you'll attract the right people. You'll find people who inspire and motivate you. You'll find people who respect you and that you respect. You'll find people that you can have those tough conversations with and be honest with and they can be honest with you. And these are the kind of people that you do really want to have fun with and build memories with. And this doesn't mean to say that all friendships are going to be perfect because people will disappoint you. People will let you down. But there's a big difference between someone making an honest mistake and someone revealing their true colors. Everybody makes mistakes. And whilst I'd never say I figured it all out, I can with certainty say that the people that I now surround myself with are people that uh, I've chosen and, um, and that I'm happy to call brothers for the rest of my life. And I'm super thankful for that. You know, I do believe that a lot of life's problems can be solved with just a little bit of self-reflection and introspection. So go and make some real friends. They're going to play a huge part in how successful you become. Anyway, that's my two cents on relationships. I hope you did enjoy this one. Like I said, I, I know it's been delayed. It's been a real busy period, but I'm going to try and get back to doing weekly episodes. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe and share where possible, and I'll see you guys soon in the next episode.